Hey everyone, welcome to Conversations with John and Lisa. Lisa, I am so excited about today's episode. Yeah. And we're gonna get to that in a minute, but first of all, let me talk about the podcast that we have at Messenger International. We've got- it's Expanding. Let's, it is. Yep. We've got Let's Talk About It with Sons and Daughters. Yep. We've got The Godmother yep. with Lisa Bevere. And then we have At Home with the Beveers. Now, I just want to ask all of you, if you have not uh, rated and subscribed and um, something else, Lisa, reviewed <laughs> the, 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 the podcast. It's a lot to say. It is a lot to say. Please do so. It will help get the message out further. More people will be strengthened. And that's what this is all about. That's why Lisa and I sit down. We want to see your family strengthened, your marriage strengthened. We want to see your ministry strengthened. And when I say ministry, if that's business, education, if it's healthcare, we're all called to be ministers of Jesus Christ. And if you do review the program, you might get your review read like Ann Anderson. Yeah. She said, hi to both of you. Lisa, I have been listening to you since 2005. Oh, she's talking to me. She no, is. I, 2015. I, I... <laughs> then a few years ago, I read one of John's books. What? Thank I you, Lisa, for, for you. introducing You're me welcome. to Ann. Wow. What a pair. So glad to catch up with you uh, with your podcast. Truly a blessing. And thank you so much. And we really appreciate that. But I really am excited about today because it is National Pie Day. So, as in cherry pies or apple pies? No, it's in mathematics pies. Ooh. Today is March 14th, which is 314. And if you look at pie, repeating. remember from school, it was 3.14, right? And March, 5th, March uh, the 14th does repeat. So, did we make this up or is it actually National Pie Day, babe? Our um, producer came up with this idea. I think I, it's a, a, amazing. I, I feel like it's a real thing. Okay, it's a real thing. We'll, but you know, we'll, it's just one day out of a much larger important month. Yes, and that is National Women's Month. And it's Women's Month. Okay, not that's national. Women's Month. Yes. And Lisa, Every that's woman, why everywhere. I'm excited about this particular podcast because if there is any one under extreme heavy. Uh, attack right now. It is the women in the body of Christ. It is women in general. And um, I just think it's really important that we do talk about this. Wow. So um, Lisa, I I know that you have impacted millions of people. And I know that you at one point believed that you couldn't preach because you yeah. uh, were the gender of female. And that is not what I see in scripture at all. And I'm so glad that we weren't polluted with an incorrect interpretation of scripture before we decided, hey, there's a call on your life. Well, I actually and feel like I was very much uh, put into limitations by those scriptures. I, I would disagree because the very first time I ever preached, true. all I ever heard was, I suffer a woman not to preach or teach or have authority over a man. So, but, but even before we go there, John, I want to go back to something you said. You said women are under attack right now. Absolutely. And there's a lot of people who are saying, no, women are under attack. It's the men that are under attack. But I want you to know women are under attack right now like never before. We are on Women's Month. This is a, a time to celebrate mothers, sisters, daughters. And guess what? The First Lady of the United States of America gave the Courageous Woman Award to a trans woman. Now, we are of the belief, why don't you shrug your shoulders? I'm, I'm like, but wait a minute, that's, <laughs> that's a man. <laughs> exactly. So we are of the belief that God makes us male and female. And we believe that when you mess with biological sex, 
you mess with the image of God. And so I hate it that the enemy well, can is... Can we stop wait, right wait, there? I, who, who said that God created male and female? The Bible, which is yeah, the God word said that. The Spirit of, of God. God. Yes, absolutely. And so as his creation... I'm not going to override the creator and say that I can choose who becomes male and female. You cannot change your biological sex. Now, you can change your sexual function, but changing your sexual function does not change your chromosomes, does not change your DNA, does not change the fact that you were born a man. And I, it's very interesting. I'm talking to so many women, John, and, and they feel like they've worked all this time to be honored as women, to be called women, not babe, not cutie, but woman, to have the dignity of she shall be called woman, to have this declaration hijacked by men. It, it's very upsetting to them that they can just sexualize what it means to be a woman. So in my opinion, we've got the culture sexualizing women and the church silencing its daughters, which is going back to what you actually started to talk. We, we are talking today that every single time we say something as simple as, if God had intended for women to be silent, he would not have given them a voice. You know, there's many things in creation that don't have a voice, but men and women have a voice. And the truth is that we've misused our voice. We've used our voice against one another instead of against a serpent, because I don't believe it's men trying to erase women. I believe it is the enemy of both male and female trying to erase both male and female. Yes. And Lisa, when I look at God Almighty as the one who spoke to the prophet Joel, he pro spoke through Peter on the day of Pentecost, and he yeah. said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Mm. He said, your sons and daughters, yeah. he specifically said daughters, mm -hmm. shall prophesy. And to prof prophesy means to speak under, under divine inspiration. And you cannot speak under divine inspiration and not do it with authority. Okay. Okay. So, so can I read the scripture that Thank you for sending this to me every single week, people. It's like they think I don't know the scripture. Yes, I have a hard time finding it, but I know the scripture. Okay, so here we are. We're talking about 2 Timothy. Mm -hmm. And Paul is writing to his spiritual son, Timothy, who is pastoring a church made up of... Greek people. Greek people. Because he's in Ephesus. Not Jews. Not Jews. Greek, Greek people. Not, okay, so he says, he opens up with... Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9, likewise also that women should be adorned, adorn themselves in respectable apparel, that's great, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold and pearls of, or costly attire. Because that is how the Greek women did. They put their hair up, they wore lots of jewelry. He says, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works, which is what we see in the book of Revelations, that the bride has made herself ready and it's the righteous works of the saints. So we, we know that's all in keeping. Then he says, let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Eve was not deceived. Eve was, She's Adam to was not deceived. Quiet? quiet. But then God Almighty says, your sons and daughters will prophesy? Well, that's not quiet. Um, so yeah. God doesn't contradict and, and himself. And it says you're going to be saved through childbearing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It, we got to make all of this make sense. How are women saved through childbearing? 
they're saved through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, you know, like if they're saved, but then it says, if they continue in faith, love and holiness. So John, what does it mean? How can a woman minister in a church and, and, and actually satisfy this? Well, I mean, this is me personally, after what I've read and looked into, there are these three scriptures, there's three scriptures in the New Testament that are very similar. Two are written to the Corinthians, chapter 10 or 11, and the other one's chapter 14. And then the other one is written here with Timothy. So all of them are Greek cities. And I love how one man explained it so beautifully. The Jews were a group of people. You had the Greeks and you had the Romans. These were the major uh, societies of Cultures. biblical mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. If you look at the Romans, and they looked at women a lot like we look at women today here in the United they States. They were citizens. They mm -hmm. were citizens, right. They they could have a business. They could, they could flourish. Then there were the Greeks. And the Greeks had goddesses over Oracles, cities. Oracles, temple prostitutes. And then women were very, uh, very much able to usurp authority over men in a way that is not common here today in America. And they believed that the woman came first, not the man. Whereas we believe that Adam and that Eve came out of Adam, they believe opposite so, of that. So if you look the at, Greeks. if you look at the scripture, you've got, you've got Deborah, who's a, a prophetess. And a judge. You've got Anna who's a prophetess. Mm -hmm. You've got Philip, who has four daughters who preach the gospel. All right. Then you have your sons and daughters. You have God saying in Psalm 68, the Lord gave the word and grazed the company of women that proclaimed his word. God doesn't contradict himself. So when you come to something like this, you have to read it in the overall context of the entire Bible. And you're realizing right here that Paul is actually addressing a very great problem among the Greek culture in that time, not today, in that time. Mm -hmm. So you have to read it through that lens. Otherwise, you have a complete contradiction mm -hmm. with all the ones I just named. Mm -hmm. So what really, really upset me is how long this kept you from really stepping out in what you're called to do. I would see you fight constantly the, um, the, the, the knowing, both of us, well, I knew, God wanted you to get up in front of men and women and speak. And I was constantly getting rebuttal from you about these scriptures. Well, the church and, we went to didn't allow women to And then when you speak. finally got up, you yeah. kind of apologized for what you were saying. You kind of asked questions. Well, because no, I was of, listening to this whole right. don't speak with authority, which was so crazy because just today, and again, I don't want to make fun of people for saying this. These are God-fearing, God-loving daughters mm -hmm. who want to honor their father. Right. So, so somebody had asked me, uh, the post read, it was what I quoted earlier, that God would not have given women a voice if he didn't mean for them to speak. So this person said, well, what do we do about these scriptures that always get used against us, about we have to be silent in the church? And this person said, well, actually, you can teach, but not with authority. And, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Anytime we teach on the word of God, we should be teaching from the authority of God's word. We, we, can't, we can't split the hairs there. And then if it says be silent in the church, how do they take, check their kids into to child care? I mean, it means you hit that church door, you are silent. If we're going to take this fully to the letter, there's no talking, there's sign language only for 
the women. And then, you know, we've got the whole Corinthians, we've got the whole long hair, you know, being up with the men. Is, is it not a shame? Well, Jesus had long hair. So it, it, it was talking specifically to the Greek culture because the men that had long hair in the Greek culture were male prostitutes, well, which thing, is a whole nother thing. The other thing other people thing. have to address is there is a woman apostle named by Paul. There is a church in Priscilla and Aquila's house. Priscilla is the wife. But she was quiet. And she was quiet. She didn't talk. You know, she only you're, shared you're, without you're authority. Address, how do you address that? If you if you want to take the authority factor away, first of all, a woman cannot prophesy because to prophesy means to speak God's word. And anytime God's word is spoken, you speak with authority. If you look at all the people, you got Jesus. They were amazed because he did what he spoke as one having authority, not right. like the not scribes like and the Pharisees, Pharisees. Yes, right. If you look at John the Baptist, they said he speaks as one having authority, not like the scribes and Pharisees. <clears throat> when you prophesy, which both John the Baptist and Jesus is the word of God. And Miriam in the you, Old Testament. Yeah, you have to speak with authority yeah. because it's not your authority. It's God's authority. Well, it's not you speaking, and it's God speaking through you. I have Peter telling me, let anyone who speaks speak as the oracles of God, which means I'm a mouthpiece, which means it's just like God said, okay, here's the way this is going to work. Moses, you're going to be God to, to, to Aaron, and Aaron, you're going to be a prophet to Pharaoh. So what was God saying? Moses is the one that carries the authority. He's giving you the word, Aaron, and you're delivering that word with authority. And believe me, it was with authority. There were signs and wonders that followed, okay, to Pharaoh. So it's no different when you're talking about daughters prophesying. There are an or let him who speaks speak as the oracles of God. They're an oracle. The authority comes through the word of God. Mm -hmm. So... I'm sitting here looking at this and I'm realizing Paul is just saying, hey, we don't want women dominating as they do in this culture. They're going to become godly. And, and they need to men learn. should be godly. It's you know, men, is, yes. you know, I don't have, hey, Lisa, guess what? I don't have five wives. Guys did that in the Old Testament. I'd have to I kill you. One, yeah, yeah. You, you would. I would want you to. I, I have one wife because why? Because Jesus is coming back for one bride and we reflect him on this earth. That's why you said an attack on female is attack on God's character because he's the mm -hmm. one that created the male and female and he is the groom and we are the bride. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, the enemy hates anything to do with this. And so I want to plead with all of my brothers out there and even my sisters that have bought this religious mindset of shutting up half the body of Christ and not allowing the word of God to be proclaimed. We need it more proclaimed because Jesus said the labors are few. The harvest is plentiful. The labors are few. And I don't want our generation, Jesus looking at us and saying, why did you limit the labors by, by taking out of context something my apostle Paul wrote, but you totally ignored what God Almighty says when he says your sons and daughters will prophesy. Wow. You know, I remember hearing Dr. Michael Heiser say, if I look at the New Testament only, I can make a very compelling argument against women speaking in ministry. And he said, and if I look at the New Testament only, I can make a very compelling argument for women in ministry. He said, but if I look at the book of Genesis, where God actually entrusts Adam and Eve as entrusted stewards, submissive stewards, he said, I cannot, I cannot find a reason why women shouldn't have a voice. I agree. Yeah. One hundred percent. Take it back to Eden. Take it back to Eden. So 
I just I, I just want to say to all you daughters, all you women that sense a call of God on your life, please, please don't allow religion, tradition, or even men or even other women to shut that calling down. Yeah. You, we need your voice. Your voice carries an aspect of the gospel that is unique. God gave you the assignment to do it. And I don't want to see God have to give your assignment to somebody else. And one day you say, have to give an account to Jesus of why you didn't fulfill what you were assigned to do for him in building his his kingdom here on this earth. Yeah. Well, I still remember um, seeing the different uh, leaders saying things like women are easily deceived, women uh, last to be created, first to sin, uh, easily. I mean, all these kind of things. And I remember this particular leader, I, I cited it in Without Rival, this particular leader saying something to the effect of, if you read the women's magazines at the checkout, you know that women have not, they're not really saved. They're, you know, the enemy is still trolling their garden. And, and he used it to bully. And he said, and if you if you don't like what I'm saying and it makes you angry, he's talking to men like a woman. He's like, I'm like, okay, buddy, let's just talk about where are the men's? Where are the men's magazines? Oh, wait, they're shrunk wrap in the back because they're filled with pornography. Now, I'm not saying the women's magazines are much better, but that is the difference there. First of all, we don't use magazine covers to control what happens in the body of Christ. But the bullying has been incessant against the women. Now, having said that, I do not believe that male and female are interchangeable. I be, I'm more as though a complementarian and an egalitarian had a baby. I believe that men and women should both have a voice in the house of God, but women should have a voice as a mother and men should have a voice as a father. And that that isn't about leadership. That's about the commission to disciple. Right. It's about preaching. So, John, when I go to a church... Uh, like our beautiful friends up in Kalamazoo, Radiant Church, or my beautiful friends uh, when I go to the Champions, and they ask me to minister on Sunday, am I exercising authority? Well, you're, you know, you're coming underneath their authority in that house. But what am I doing when I'm there? You're, you're preaching with authority. But I'm serving their house. You're serving. I'm not, I'm not appointing elders. I'm not doing church discipline. I'm not kicking people out. I'm not even doing baptisms. I am just doing what they asked me to do. So I'm under their authority. I'm not taking on a governmental role when I preach the gospel, but I do need to declare what I've seen, what I've known, but, what I've learned Lisa, with authority. You know, I'm 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 going to challenge you a little bit. On what part? You walk into a house and the people are are wanting to know the word of God. Right. Do you have to be under somebody's authority to speak the word of God to those people wanting no, to be? No, but I'm saying when I'm at I know, some, another I, church. I know, I know, but I'm just saying even that causes a little bit of a flag to be raised up in me. I just believe with all of my heart that when we start stereotyping women and men and we say they're all like this or all like that, that is so dangerous. That is so ungodly. When I say, I, at least I've met women, I've met women that are godly, and I've met women that I would go, whoa, I need to be careful here. When I've, I've met, met men, men that are godly. You, you beat me yeah, to it. I've met go. men that yeah. are godly, and yeah. I've met men that I go, whoa, I need to be careful. Has nothing to do with the gender has and everything with a lack of fear of the Lord. Yes. nothing to do yeah. with gender. It has Absolutely. everything to do with their yeah. heart, their conscience, 
their obedience to God's word, their, and that's what's important. It's the new creation in Christ Jesus. Paul writes that. Why don't we talk more about that? There's neither male nor female. You're all one in Christ Jesus. And so we've got to look at the overall counsel of God's word. But Lisa, what I just want to say is I feel like I'm just about 64 years old here in two months. I want to say as a dad in the church, daughters, daughters, please, please preach the word of God. If God has put it on your life to preach the word of God. Now, Lisa, even myself, it took my pastor recognizing you and I had a call in our life, laying hands on us, launching us. I'm not talking about usurping usurping godly authority. We had godly authority. I'm talking about don't allow when you do have a calling, a genuine calling, allow some people that are being pharisaical, that are being letter of the law and killing with it to stop you from what you're called to do. Wow. There we go. Hey, John, will you do this? Will you pray for the women out there that feel like, I, I, I'm trying to navigate this, John, I hear what you're saying, but this is what I've heard. And I'm trying to figure out that the Holy Spirit would quicken uh, passages, that the Holy Spirit would speak yeah. to them, that, that they would have an assurance and that they would be obedient to whatever it is that God's calling them to do in this season. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before your throne in agreement with Lisa. We both come together and we bring every single person that is listening to this podcast yeah. before your throne. We come as a body, the body of Christ. And Heavenly Father, I want to intercede and I want to ask that Lord God, for those women that are listening right now, I'm praying and coming before your throne with Lisa and I, that you would, Lord, confirm your calling upon their life to preach the word of God. I am asking Lord God in Jesus name that your presence would come upon them in such a way right now in this moment that they would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you have placed your hand upon their life to preach and deliver the word of God with authority, the authority that comes by being obedient to the Holy Spirit of God in Jesus' name. I ask that you would place that on them right now. They they would even begin to prophesy in their car, prophesy in their room, that they begin to prophesy in their kitchen as they're listening right now, or no matter where they're at, Lord, let the Spirit of God come on them and let to begin to prophesy as you promised that our sons and our daughters and our men servants and our maid servants would do. I thank you, Lord God, that this will not be squelched. This will not be put out. This will not be quenched in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I call out the gift of God in your life, daughter. I call it out in the name of Jesus, and I call those rivers of living water to come forth in you and to bless many people, to lead many people into righteousness in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wow. Amen. 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 Well, honey. Close this out, babe. We're going to close out here. Okay, I guess that's my job. I want to say to everybody, thanks for tuning in. And also, I want to remind you to please review, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. And remember, if you review it, we might read it on air. And if you haven't done this yet, please, please, please yeah, download. Why they have done this? I don't think they would. Okay. For our new people, okay, download new people. our Messenger X app. If you have an iPhone, go to the App Store. Type in Messenger X. Do not put a space between the R and the X. You'll see it come up. If you have an Android, you can do the same. You can go to Google Play. If you have just a computer, that's fine. Just type in messengerx.com. We want to make 
courses available to you. There's no charge. There's over 40 courses. We have amazing guest ministers mm-hmm. on this app. We also have audiobooks. We also have books that you can read. We have Full sons books. and daughters. Full books. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think yeah. the last I checked, there have been over 235 thousand people that have listened just to the Bait of Satan audio book. That's amazing. Okay, now it used to be you would go and you would go to Audible and you would pay your eleven ninety nine or twelve ninety nine for that book. You can listen to it on Messenger X and there's no charge. Because the people that did the audiobook believed in this app so strongly, they said, we want to make it available to all your people. So this is an amazing app. It's also in 123 languages. Wow. So you can send it to your friends in Vietnam, in Urdu, uh, Urdu over there in Pakistan, no matter where they are in the world, wh- whatever language they speak, because we believe everyone needs to know because Jesus said, make disciples of all nations. So please take advantage of the app. Also, don't forget, if you haven't gotten the Awe of God book yet, go out and get it. It's really impacting people in a profound way. And until next time, this has been Conversations with John and Lisa. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Conversations with John and Lisa Bevere. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you love to listen. Also, if you haven't already, go right ahead and download Messenger X to hear more content from John and Lisa Bevere and other great messengers. Again, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on Conversations with John and Lisa.